the Digital Marketing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the active resistance against bad digital marketing. Every episode I try and help you clear up the mystery surrounding this digital voodoo that we call digital marketing. This is the Digital Marketing Podcast, and I am Digital Marketing Ponk. This is episode number 17 and today we are talking about creating an awesome podcast just like this one. <laughs> This episode was recorded in May of 2019. Well, crikey. What a time it's been. So you may remember from the last time uh, on the Digital Marketing Podcast that I uh, was at the Blog On Conference in 2019. Uh, I was very kindly asked to speak there. It was uh, it was really fantastic. A really great event. And I want to sort of reiterate something that I've already said. There's that I've been a lot of... Um, you know, corporate um, digital marketing based conferences and events and business networking stuff and all that kind of jazz. Okay. And the blog on conference is unique in the way that it just was so much more relaxed. It was so much nicer. It was, you know, you'd be able to walk around and people would talk to you. Um, it wasn't cold. And I think the, um, Uh, The analogy that I gave was that if you imagine your primary school disco where all the girls would be on one side of the room, all the boys would be on one side of the room and never the twain shall meet because they were all so nervous. That's what business networking events is like, standard business networking events is like, not the blog on conference, not at all. Um, Everyone was chatty, everyone was lovely, everyone wanted to know stuff. Um, It was a really phenomenal event. This time on the Digital Marketing Podcast, however, um, I want to provide you with the session that I gave at the Blog On Conference, which was all about creating an awesome podcast. So if you are a content creator, if you are a blogger, if you are a small business um, or a startup, certainly, um, you should probably know that podcasting is one of the hottest things on the market right now, okay? Um, And I'm going to explain why in the talk. So I'm just going to get straight into it this time, okay? I will say one thing before we go into the session. Um, I apologize sincerely for the quality of the audio. It's the best audio that I could get. I was not necessarily prepared properly um, for recording the session, so I just had to quickly do it straight off the laptop. So it is a bit poor. I hope you'll be able to contend with it. Um, I know it'll make it a little bit difficult to listen to, but I hope it's okay. Um, So let's get into it. This is my session, Creating an Awesome Podcast straight from the blog on conference in 2019 in Manchester. I hope you enjoy. Hello, I'm Digital Marketing Punk, okay? Um, this is me. I've spent three years in the radio industry um, prior to sort of moving into digital marketing. I'm now an agency digital marketing manager, okay? I work for an agency in uh, Wigan, Bigger Wigan. Yeah. There we go. You're from Lee. I'm from Lee. Sorry, you're living there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm a digital marketing manager now, uh, I work in an agency, I'm a consultant, a speaker, how I'm doing this now. Uh, I also run a, pod, uh, a podcast, which is uh, called Digital Marketing Podcast. I've been doing that for about a year now, which is really cool. And I kind of want to bring to you the ideas and creativity that goes involved in making a podcast, a really awesome podcast. You're all going to have a ton of questions about podcasting, which is absolutely fine. And if I get through all these slides in a speedy enough manner, I might do a, uh, a Q&A, hopefully. 
Um, just so you know, flash photography is allowed, people. No one got on that phone, that's depressing. <laughs> I'm an ugly mother fudger. But you can take pictures of me at any point, you can use the hashtag blog uh, on, obviously, you can use the hashtag DMPunk, you can tag me, digital marketing punk, in anything, Twitter, Instagram. See, I am a CD digital marketer, I know how to market myself, people. Okay, you can take photos of me, it's absolutely not a problem. Also, just so you know, recording on my laptop right now is um, a recording of my podcast. So you're all going to be recording, when I talk to you, you're going to hear yourself. Okay, so just so you know, that's going to go on my podcast. It might not work out, I will say that right now, okay? Because the audio quality might not be amazing. As you can see, I'm not using a microphone with myself personally. I'm not using this Mickey Mouse karaoke device that has been put in front of me in a million years. So it makes me sound like, um, well, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But you are on air, okay, people? You're now going to be recorded. We'll see what the audio quality is like afterwards. Um, and if anyone has a problem with that, please raise your hand now. No one's going to raise that hand in a public place and say they don't want to be recorded do this. That's how I get away with it. Okay, super. Why start a podcast, number one? Okay. Um, that is uh, Google Trends. Google Trends is a cool tool. It basically allows me to type in anything I want into it. It can see how many people are Googling it. And let's be honest, that is the metric in this day and age to find out anything. Okay. Um, so when you type in podcast, this is over the past five years, you can see right down here is kind of low. Okay. About 50% of people were uh, Googling uh, podcasts up until now, as you can see, that's gone. To this point, where a lot more people are actually Googling podcasts. It's become a lot more popular nowadays. It's become really red hot. It sort of had a weird resurgence. Um, it was very popular kind of 2004, 2005, okay, and it had that, and then it's got died off, and now it's come back, okay? I'll explain the reasons why I think it's come back in this day and age, uh, but I'll come to that in a second. So these are figures taken from uh, Ofcom in September 2018. Six million adults tuning into podcasts, six million each week in the UK. Just the UK, not worldwide, okay, just the UK. Um, that's a lot of adults in the UK, if you don't know. If you try and uh, do any other form of digital marketing and that kind of thing, that number is not to be sniffed at, okay? And it's super cool and it's super fun as well, which makes it even better. There is also more perks to it. That's 11% of the other population, by the way, in the UK that are listening to podcasts right now on a weekly basis. That's a 58% increase over two years. And so it's getting more and more and more popular. And it's growing, it continues to grow. And the latest figures I looked at yesterday showed that it's gone up even more, which is fantastic. Why do it though, okay? Numbers are great, okay? You can get to a really big audience, that's fantastic, but why do it? First of all, it creates a community. You all have blogs, you all have brands, okay? I have a brand, um, and they're kind of cold-hearted when you start them off, yeah? They're kind of just a name and a face, particularly great-looking face if I might say so myself, but it's just a face. But once you start doing a podcast, it kind of builds a community up a little bit. You start to create a community, because people are listening, you're literally, to use the Charlie FM line coming in your ears, uh, you're listening to them on a weekly basis, Okay, and you kind of develop a relationship. So if you, as the podcaster, are uh, sort of talking to these people, it's almost like me talking to you now. I can see right to your eyes, I don't want to be able to do the podcast, but I can almost talk to you. Every single week, I can talk to you. Sorry, I wasn't meant to talk to you. I meant to talk to you back then. Did you start over? <laughs> you can create a personal connection, okay? <laughs> Sorry, it's just went. That's <laughs> <laughs> 
You can create a personal connection, like I said, you can create a personal connection with someone more than you can through adverts or than you can with your web page or through any other kind of medium. You can actually create that personal connection between you and your brand, which is really difficult to do. Okay, you can do it through video, I suppose, and YouTube is making an absolute killing of this, and influencers have been making an absolute killing of it. It's making that personal connection. That personal connection is then money. It's easy, it's further down that conversion funnel rather than just going, buy my product! Okay? Sorry, you're in for a real treat today. Not going to buy my product all the time, okay? You create a personal connection, a relationship between you and the listener. It can be passive content. I'll explain the importance of passive content, okay? There's active content where buy my product, okay? That's active content. That's going out and saying, please buy it, please, you look like you're begging. Passive content is very much just providing value to a user. Okay, you can provide value to people by saying, hey, this is cool, or this is a good idea, or look at this thing that I've just received, or this is my week, okay? That's passive content. They can listen to it when they're shopping, they can listen to it when they are uh, in the car, which is where I listen to most of my podcasts, okay? Passive content, developing that relationship is really, really valuable. It's easy to produce. I was going to put an asterisk on this, but I thought I'd make it blaringly obvious. It is easy to produce once you have a system. Okay, you're probably going to go away now, and hopefully you will. You all go away now and go, oh, I'm going to create a podcast. Wonderful. Okay, it's hard work to start people. I'm sorry to say this. It is hard work. But once you have a system in place, once you've done episodes and you've got a little bit of a system in place, it starts to become much, much easier and much quicker. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's really quick to do. The other thing is super sticky. What I mean by that is a bit of a marketing term, super sticky, okay? If I have an advert on Facebook, you're going to go and see the advert, and you're going to scroll right past it, because you do not give a clutch, okay? You're just going to go like that, it's going to be gone within seconds. But podcasts are sticky. Once you've listened to a podcast, how many people listen to podcasts? I'm going to ask, ask that question, how many people listen to podcasts, okay? How many people listen to a podcast, they go, oh, I'll find this out, and then you've now religiously listened to it every since, yeah? Okay, that's what I mean by super sticky. You can get hold of people and you can make them carry on listening consistently on a regular, regular basis. This is the other side, okay? It's actually really good for building a network. Um, one person in this room today, actually, who's very wonderfully uh, decided to come today, I actually uh, connected with and spoke to and we went and had coffee in a wonderful coffee shop in Wigan through my podcast, okay? Uh, and it actually builds a relationship with people. I can build my business network through my podcast because I can go up to someone that I really respect in the digital marketing world and I can go, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? And they'll go, yeah. Because if they, if I provide them with an opportunity to come on my podcast with all my listeners, they're going to go, yeah. So I can create a bit of a business relationship with people. I can build my network up. So it takes me from a low-life, seedy digital marketer that puts all those adverts on all the web pages that you go on and all the Facebook feeds that you go on. And it takes me from that person to actually a bit of a respected person in the industry, in the network. And that's kind of cool. Not I'm saying a respected person, I don't ever hate people, I think it's a twat at the person's back. But, but people, people do build relationships, business relationships. It turns your brand into an actual living thing, okay? Rather than a cold-hearted logo, a cold-hearted uh, picture of a website, you can actually turn your brand into a living, breathing, personal connection thing, which is really, really important. This day and age, that's really important because we're losing that in that digital marketing world. Okay, here's one of my favorite podcasts. You're going to go, wow, you are nuts. Okay, but these are the podcasts that I'm kind of listening to at the moment, Digital Marketing Podcast. And you can see it's a mix 
of sort of things that I'm interested in from a business level. It's a mix of things that I'm interested in on a personal level. We've got wrestling up there. Um, I'm a big WWE fan. Um, another position, another WWE fan. My favorite murder, which is just that fun podcast, which I'll come up to in a second. Uh, Most Pod, again, business one, Myths and Legend. Crazy kind of podcast. David Tennant, because I'm a Doctor Who fan. Uh, Stephen Fry, because he's awesome, let's be honest. Football Ramble, football, that kind of thing. I've got such a mix of different podcasts which I listen to, and people like that. They like variety. Okay? I don't supposing that the people in this room that listen to podcasts, they're all the same type of podcast. No? You don't just listen to the same type of podcast. You have a mix of podcasts that you listen to your varying interests. Presumably, you have varying interests, of course. Uh, and then I listen to this one as well, which is cool. <laughs> really good, that podcast. <laughs> really super <laughs> sexy host. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you can introduce your content to a whole new audience because a whole new audience is that passive audience, an audience which is engaged and amused about what you have to say, what you have to think. You turn yourself into not just a business, but almost like that influencer. I hate influencers, by the way, I can't stand them, but you do turn them into kind of mini influencers. What's stopping you from podcasting? Okay, I'm going to give you a timeline here. Okay, this is my podcasting timeline. I finished my radio career about 2010, okay? I had lots of fun, okay? I didn't need to go into radio, so it just sort of happened. Um, and then I finished that off, I was getting up at 4 a.m. every morning doing breakfast shows and thinking, Christ, what am I doing with my life? I haven't slept in years. Um, and then I left that, and then two years later, I got into the digital marketing industry, and I thought, wow, podcasts are cool. I kind of like radio. I've done this kind of thing before. I should do a digital marketing po uh, podcast. And that's because I listened to other digital marketing podcasts. I don't know if you've ever listened to digital marketing podcasts, but they are dumb. Okay? They are just nerds in rooms speaking code. It's really crap. Okay? So I had this idea, obviously, you probably guessed by now that I don't do that kind of thing, but I had this idea well, you can make digital marketing a bit interesting, you can make it a bit different, you can make it a bit funny and entertaining. So I had the idea. And I didn't actually start doing that until last year, 2018. And you may have noticed there's a bit of a gap between those two things, and there's a few reasons for that. And they're all my own doing. And I'm hoping, I'm telling this because I don't want you to stop doing the podcast because of these reasons, okay? So what stopped me? Why shouldn't it stop you? Okay, nerds. <laughs> this doesn't affect me, you may have noticed this, okay? <laughs> but I can understand people that do. I speak to people about podcasts, they go, ah, oh, too nervous to do this. I don't, I, you know, I'm not, it's not really my thing, okay? That's completely understandable. My advice to those people I've been to say that is get that first podcast out of the way. Your first podcast, by the way, will be shit. <laughs> Sorry, it will. Mine was, mine's still live, by the way. You guys from like, the back that hate me, you can go and listen to my crap podcast from the very start, okay? And it's terrible, okay? It really is terrible. That's absolutely fine. Do you know why? Because no one's listening on the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no one gives some monkeys who you are. But you will gain an audience, okay? And as you start doing more podcasts, you gain that confidence, you start doing, uh, you start you know, building up that confidence, you get better and better, you get, you move towards perfection. You're never gonna get perfection, by the way, don't even think about that, you're never gonna get it, okay? But if you keep aspiring towards it, then you're moving in the right direction. Oh, you don't have to publish your first podcast. If nerves are a really big thing, you don't have to publish it. Okay, you can just record it and save it to your phone and listen to it 
at night. It's that, I mean, that boring, you can't fall asleep, to, to be quite honest, but you can do that. You don't have to publish it, but it'll get that first step out of the way, <laughs> just getting in front of a microphone and getting words out of your mouth, which is usually the first stopping point most people have. <laughs> Subject knowledge, okay? You will all probably have an idea of what you want your podcast to be, yes? Subjects, things you want to talk about. Okay, you're gonna have to have a sort of niche. If you just rock up and say, hi, I'm Sheila, this is my week. No one gives a fudge, okay? You're going to have to have some kind of niche, something that you're gonna talk about, something that people are gonna be in, interested in engaging in. And it can be about you, okay? I talked about building relationships. It can be about you, related to that, but you have to sort of do something, a niche something that relates to you and your life that people are gonna be interested in, and you can provide value to them with, okay? Um, so for me, okay, there are, it's completely counter what I said before, by the way, but there are more beautiful and talented digital artists than me. That is a fact. Sadly, okay, it is a fact. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that there are more intelligent digital artists than me. There are people that I talk to that are better SEO than me, are better Facebook ads than me, they're better Google ads than me, better than everything. Okay? But I can get the people that are better than me onto my podcast. They can appear as guests, okay? Which is absolutely key. Absolutely okay. So it doesn't matter that they know more than me. I'm just the chump on the other side of the microphone asking them questions because they're smarter than me. And that's absolutely fine. I can editorialize things, okay? And I can talk about how I feel about it and how I think it's this, that, and the other, and how I think it's going. I can editorialize it, but there are people that are smarter than me. I get them on. They share their opinion, okay? And I take what in wrestling terms would be known as the rub, okay? That little bit of rub from the very intelligent person. Okay, it makes me look good. <laughs> equipment, okay? We've got some examples of equipment here. I'm gonna move on to that in a second. Um, you're probably thinking, I'm not sure about the equipment that I want to bring, uh, that I want to get, it's gonna be expensive. It's not going to be expensive. We'll get onto that in a second. Motivation. This was my biggest one. And my partner is here in the front row today. And um, she knows that I whinged at her for about three years saying, I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm really gonna do a podcast, I'm gonna do it. And she'll go, when? And I went, ah, next week. <laughs> next week. I said that for about three years, okay? I just didn't have the motivation to actually sit down and do it, okay? And it wasn't until she slapped me, not literally, by the way, don't call people, okay? But it wasn't until she slapped me and said, right, you need to actually go and do it now. You need to go and record it. Like I said, get that first recording out of the way. Okay, and then I did it. And then suddenly everything started working, everything started happening. I did the second episode, I did the third episode, I started building an audience, okay? I started creating this community, it was brilliant, it was fantastic, okay? That podcast book, okay, in the radio industry, it's known as the radio book, okay? And you go into the radio, and I didn't mean to fall into the radio industry, as I probably already said, okay? I kind of just fell into it. It's a hilarious story, but I'm not gonna go into it, but I fell into it. And after a couple of months of actually doing it, <coughs> Um, I caught what was known as the radio bug. I couldn't stop myself, okay? It was like a drug. I had to get up at 4 a.m. every morning and go and speak to loads of people across the nation and go and talk absolute rubbish, okay? And play some music in between. I had to do it. There was something about it. It was a bug, okay? And it's the same with the podcast bug. As soon as you start doing it, as soon as you start getting your first episode, you see your audience rise a little bit and you go, Ooh, who are these people? 
listening to me, okay? As soon as that starts happening, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and people start messaging you and emailing you and things like that about your podcast. Oh, I love the podcast. That's wonderful. Okay, it, it bites, okay? And you'll be hooked. So sorry, I'm introducing you to a drug. Pretty sure I shouldn't be doing that. So I started doing my podcast, okay? That's me. Um, yeah, yes. Uh, that's me. I started doing it, and suddenly it all started to rock and roll. So don't let any of those four things that I said before actually stop you from recording and starting a podcast. Please just go and do it, okay? It will be crap. Start it. But it will, it will get better and better and better. Like you do practicing tennis or anything like that. Okay, you've got to practice and do it. And luckily, you're in the wonderful position that when you start doing your podcast, no one's listening. Okay? What I will point is, as you start to get more popular, people will go back to those first episodes, okay? <laughs> I get emails about it all the time. Your first episode is absolutely rubbish, okay? I have thought about re-recording those episodes. I can't be monkeyed at the moment, but I will get back to doing it. But get started and your audience will grow. Okay, let's get into the nitty-gritty of actually creating the podcast and building it. Okay, planning the podcast and lots of podcasts. Okay. You all listen to podcasts, presumably. If you don't, you're probably going, the hell is a podcast? Okay. You all listen to them, okay? I asked on the uh, blog honors Facebook page uh, the other day, uh, what was your favorite podcast? So I'm sure some of you saw that post, okay? You actually posted up. So these are some of the people that uh, responded and they said fashion unzipped. By the, guard, uh, no, by the Telegraph, uh, Gold Digger, and um, Gary Vee, who I know, I don't know, I wish I knew, but uh, I know the podcast very, very well. Okay. So there are some examples of your favourite podcast, and my advice to you is, I want you to go and listen to your favourite podcast, okay? Go and check them out, uh, and listen to them, and start looking at other examples of podcasts that you think might be interesting to you. Basically, you need to completely glut out a podcast and start listening to them. And try and have a variety, okay? Don't go down a niche. Don't go, oh, I want to emulate this. Try and have a variety. And that's why I say try and look at things which are in your interests, okay? Not just your business or your blog, okay? Because you will gain, not, it's not about content. It's not about what people are talking about. It's about format. It's about features. It's about how they do things and how they create those podcast series, okay? And I want you to listen to that. You can, you'll be listening to podcasts and go, oh, that's cool. I like that. And I'm not asking you to steal, okay? No. I'm not asking you to steal ideas. I'm asking you to just take inspiration from them. So it can be a complete podcast club. You saw the list of podcasts that I listen to on a semi-regular basis. I listen to all of them all the time, but I, I try and pick them up when I can, okay? I always see uh, people in my network that are creating podcasts. I'll try and catch, uh, catch interesting ones of them. You're looking for the features that are interesting. Some of them you will turn around and go, why is this popular? It's absolute trap, okay? It might not be to your taste, okay? But there's a reason it's got to that point. So you're listening out for those features, those elements, okay? You're not gonna steal them, you're going to take inspiration from them and you're going to change them. Because in the podcasting world, unique, there are no rules, which I'll come to in a second. There are really no rules to podcasting, okay? But it's uniqueness which sort of creates that creativity. It builds an audience up. So once you've been a complete glut on podcasts, I want you to create that feature ideas list, okay? Start writing down. Okay, well, I'm thinking this might be a cool idea or this might be a cool idea. You might want to do a few dry runs of those features on the microphone, okay? Going, I'm going to do this, okay? I'm going to talk about this and then listen to them back, share them with your friends, okay? You'll be embarrassed, I'm sorry to say you will be, but you can share them with your friends and get some feedback, okay? Just some ideas and features. 
So create that list. The other question I always get asked is how long my podcast should be. Okay? Um, it's however long you can keep people interested. So if you have a conversation with someone and they drop off within five minutes, okay, your podcast should be five minutes. <laughs> if you have the wonderful ability of keeping an interested party interested for two hours, then don't go for two hours, but go for one hour, okay? Unless you're Tim Ferriss or people like this, you're not going to start getting sort of two hour uh, podcasts. But you can have it as long as you want. Micro podcasts are absolutely fine at the moment. Um, a digital marketing one, which I, of uh, Neil Patel, for example, Neil Patel does a podcast with a guy that I now can't remember the name on. Um, but he does a podcast. They're about five minutes long each week, okay? Sometimes each day, sometimes each day, I'm not sure. But they're five minute podcasts, really. And it's really cool because you can just listen to them while you're on your walk to work or you get ready in the morning. They're really quick and easy to just sort of pick up. So the length of that podcast can be entirely up to you. It's up to you. How long can you keep a person interested in a conversation? Because okay. it might come to the case that you have to create a whole of that way. Style. Okay, there are lots of different styles. There are no rules or formats to a style on a podcast. I'm going to come over here now to see if people are scared of me. Okay, there is no rules or formats to a style. Okay, you can have an interview, uh, an interview podcast. A lot of my podcasts are interview podcasts. I bring experts in, people that are smarter and more beautiful than me. I bring them in. Okay, I talk to them and we create podcasts that way. Um, some of them are editorial, okay? I could be talking about a topic, okay, that has happened. For example, um, Google I.O. is starting next week, okay? I'm gonna be doing a podcast about Google I.O.'s big conference thing that Google have, they just basically talk about all their latest features and things, but it's of interest to my audience. So I talk about that and editorialize about that and give my opinions. People might get monkeys about my opinions, but so far it's gone okay, okay? You can have a feature-based one, like I was talking, you've had your feature list, Okay, you've got games and things that you could be doing. Okay, you could just have feature, 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 feature. Not a problem. Zoom. People go, what the hell is Zoom? Who listens to the Chris Moyle show when it used to be on? I suppose it's on Radio X now, but the Chris Moyle show on Radio 1 when it used to be on. Yes, we're all aware of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're going, yeah, Chris Moyle, it's Aaron. Yeah. Um, Chris Moyle's show was a zoo-type format radio show. Okay, it was basically just five people in a room talking rubbish for three hours, okay? That's a zoo-style format. There was very loose scheduling, very loose features, okay, that used to happen. That's a zoo-style format. And podcasts, sometimes, if you get the right people and the right co-presenters and the right guests, you can have a very, very effective zoo-style format podcast. And it can be very, very entertaining. <coughs> Okay, but you have to have the right people, and you have to be the right person as well. Okay, you sometimes need people that can prop people with a stick, yeah, and go make it be entertaining. Okay, there are no rules when it comes to style, no rules whatsoever. Okay, it can be entirely up to you, but unique podcasts are sometimes the best. It has to be different. Okay, I am very proud of my podcast because when I listen to other digital marketing podcasts, okay, I get bored. I'm not saying when I listen to my own voice, I don't get bored, but I like to think that my own podcast is not completely boring. Okay, it's a little bit entertaining, it's got a little bit of energy in there, rather than me going, well, to do SEO, you need to change your page titles, and then you need to change your method descriptions, and I don't know why I went to any is our voice there, but I did. Okay, but unique podcasts, something that's different to the rest of the pack. I usually go. And these are examples of that. The Purcast. In fact, I'm going to go this way. My Favourite Murder. Anyone listen to My Favourite Murder? 
Oh, you're in for a treat. Okay, my favourite murder. Yes, Santa. <laughs> my favourite murder is two women who get onto a microphone and spend about two hours talking about past murders that have happened and pretty much have a laugh and a joke about it. <laughs> Sounds mad. Yes, okay. It is the most entertaining podcast that there has ever been. No doubt about it. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's grim, and there's gory details in there, and you'll go, oh my god, what on earth just happened? Okay, but it's fantastic. And you'll think now to yourself, this man is nuts. Why is he listening to that shit? Okay, but take a listen to it. Myths and Legends, okay? Another podcast, completely off the bat, completely random. It basically just takes myths and legends from the past all over the world, and recites them into a more entertaining, enjoyable way, okay? So at the moment, the tale of Robin Hood is being told, okay? In its true form, not in its Hollywood green tights kind of form, okay? But in its true form, and it's very, very entertaining, it's different. British History Podcast, not so different, to be quite honest, but it's unique in its own little way, because this is just a guy in America from Portland who has a little bit of British heritage, okay, and he decided, right, I'm going to, from the very beginning of British history, I'm going to describe uh, the entirety of British history. So we started with the Romans, and about 120 episodes in, um, we finished with the Romans, <laughs> okay, they're all an hour long, so 120 hours of Roman talk, okay, it's fascinating, okay, I did not think I would enjoy that whatsoever, I listened to it on a whim, but I was absolutely hooked, okay, the Percast, <laughs> okay, Percast is an interesting one, you think you're talking about niches and we're talking about style, that is a podcast just dedicated to people that own cats. <laughs> That's all it is, okay? People that own cats come on there and they talk about their cats and they talk about lifestyles with cats, okay? It's amazing! You're all smirking, you'll listen to it and you'll go, oh my god, I'm fucked. <laughs> Give me more cats. There's one. That's my cat, that's Walter. That's the digital marketing pump cat, as I call it, okay? But I'm interested in it because I own a cat, okay? And I listen to it and I go, oh wow, that's actually quite cool. Yeah, I've had that experience. My cat's a bit of a dickhead sometimes as well, okay? <laughs> I'm going to interrupt the podcast right here to bring you a quick message that might bring you so much value. Are you a business owner, a content creator, or blogger that is simply trying to get their message heard? Well, you can talk to digital agencies or freelancers all you like, but you know what? It's going to cost you money. Why not instead join up to my free Facebook group? It's called the Punk Digital Marketing Business Network, and it is full of like-minded people who are all in the same boat, trying to take control of their own digital marketing. It is a safe space community for you to ask your digital marketing questions and get advice from people who have had the same worries as you or by the team of digital marketing experts who are on hand to get you going in the right direction. It is completely free and all you have to do to join is search Punk Digital Marketing Business Network and click the join button. I will see you there. Structuring your podcast is a really important thing, okay? Because familiarity with podcasts is very important, okay? People want to listen and have the same structure, same feel, okay? Same style as they listen to one episode to the next, okay? First point is to keep it loose, okay? This is a very, very brief structure of my podcast when I'm doing an interview-based podcast, not an editorial, okay? It's very, very loose. I have an intro. I'm going to come on to the intro in a second. I have an intro, and then I do my bit of talking. My bit of talking, as you probably have already established, could last five minutes. It could last three hours, because I just go on and on and on. But I have my bit of talking, okay, where I just talk about the latest stuff or what the uh, interview's going to be like and what I think of the guy that I'm interviewing, whether it's an idiot or not, that kind of stuff, okay? And then I have the interview. I have a little change of audio, okay? It's a little shushy. 
and then I go into the interview section where I interview someone. Midway through that, I annoy everybody, okay, midway through the interview, because I have an advert in, in the middle, okay? I go, we're just going to stop there, just while everyone's getting really intrigued and interested. We're just going to stop there, and I'm going to have an advert, and that's how I make my money, okay? And then I have interview part two, which I haven't got that part, part one there by accident, but you have the interview part two, and then an outro. Very loose structure. It can change, okay? But as long as the elements are in there, and as long as the same style and feel is in there, Okay, the structure remains, you know, cozy. People still think, still listen to the podcast and go, yes, right, this is the digital marketing podcast, that is good. Intro and outro, okay? This is literally my script that I have the intro. Every start of my episode, I do the same script. I do write it out, again, in terms of familiarity, because I want people to tune into my uh, podcast and know exactly what they're listening to. And that familiarity means that they can recall it, they can recite it. You'll, there, there are key elements in there that I want them to recite, so I keep it the same every single time. I go, hello everybody, welcome to the Active Resistance Again, Back to Digital Marketing. Every episode I try to help you clear up the mysteries surrounding this digital movie that we call Digital Marketing. This is Digital Marketing Podcast, and I'm Digital Marketing Podcast. Okay, the same script that I have every single time. And the reason I want to do that is basically just for this bit here. Okay, first of all, I want you to recall that they are listening to my podcast and not some other podcast. Okay, so I put this device in podcasting. I want to know the episode number because some people just absolutely gut on podcasts. Okay, they go from number one all the way to number six. They don't want to make sure they don't want to miss any episodes out. Um, and I put the episode title in so they can skip if they are just completely not interested whatsoever. Um, and then I always put the episode as recording. The only reason I put the episode that I record at the time of the month and the year of the, the recording is because. A lot of my content, and it's probably relevant to some of you guys as well, a lot of my content is time sensitive. Okay, If I'm talking about the Google algorithm that happened in October last year, and I recorded it in October last year, someone could be picking that up and listening to it in 2022 when 64 other Google algorithm updates have actually occurred. Okay? Or Google's dead. Oh, <laughs> I also have an outro. The outro is really key. So they've listened to my podcast at this point, they've listened to the interview, and I have the same outro. And the important bit about this is the contact email. This is how I grow the podcast. This is how I market the podcast. I always have the same script, and I'm very careful about not deviating too much away from that script. Because I want them, after 20 to 30 episodes, to be able to recite this off memory, because I have said it so many times. I try and keep the same intonation in the sentences as much as possible because I want them to be able to literally, if I went up to one of my podcast fans, which is a really sad group if you think about it, but one of my podcast fans, and I said, hey, can you remember my outro? They'll be able to recall this instantly. And that's because I have my Facebook on there, I have my Twitter on there, I have my Instagram on there. So if they do want to tweet me or they do want to post a picture and tag me in it or anything like that, they can do that because they already know the outro off by heart. Really, really effective, okay? Making sure you recite that intro and outro. The other part of it is actually making sure that people have subscribed, because some people could just be listening one-offs. Certainly if I have a particularly interesting interview that week, people might just listen to it as a one-off and not subscribe to it, and they get my episodes all the time, so that helps me grow my audience. And I also want them to rate me five stars on iTunes, and yes, you do have to beg and ask for that, okay? It won't happen naturally, okay? You will, you will have to ask them to do it. Make sure you do, because if you do that, you will rise to the top on iTunes charts, 
Uh, podcast charts, certainly when you're starting, you'll do that quite quickly. You'll rise to the top and you'll get more eyes onto your podcast. <coughs> Why script it? Like I said, consistency, okay? After a few episodes, they'll be able to recite it. They'll be able to recite my uh, Instagram. They'll be able to recite my Twitter. Okay, so, talking about planning, production audio. What I mean by production audio is you can have an intro. Yeah, I have the same intro music time and time again. Okay, you can have intro music, you can have little sweepers, which they're referred to in the radio trade, okay, which basically separate audio elements out. So you can say, right, we're gonna go over to my interview now with Jeff, okay? Um, and you're not just going, hi Jeff, and it sounds really, yeah, you want a little bit of music in between to just have that little bit of separation between the two, yeah? Right, a few issues with that. Don't think you can take your favorite Justin Bieber song and just pull that out and put that off. Copyright is a nightmare, okay? What you can do is you can pay for production audio. It's not gonna cost you a bomb, okay? My production audio cost me about $9, I think. Um, and I got it from Audio Jungle. It's just a little bit of production music which someone else has made and I can have the license from that once I've paid for it and I can recite that as much as I want, okay? Um, production audio, really key to do, if you get the right production audio, certainly if you take them from these sites, okay, they'll pretty much be ready and set for you to use, okay, there'll be very obvious places where you, that'll be your intro, this'll be my bed, the bed being the uh, music that goes under the bit that you are talking with, okay, which lay you down. Um, so you can be very obvious, and the sweepers that you can separate things out, they'll be very obvious too. So if you are on a budget, just free stuff there. Not saying the free stuff is quality, it's usually not, okay? But it is there for you to use. If you don't mind spending a couple of quid, first of all, Fiverr is a good way to go. If you're looking on Fiverr for your SEO or your link building, okay, don't bother, you're gonna get ripped off, okay? But if you're looking on Fiverr for your audio production, and you can turn around and go, this is rubbish, what are you doing? Then Fiverr's not a bad place to go, okay? And you can do that. Audio Jungle is um, basically a portal where there are lots of different audio clips on there. They do website, WordPress themes, and all this kind of code stuff as well. We'll go on there and, and you'll be able to buy some production music. It just gives your podcast episode a little bit of finesse, yeah? Again, a little bit of structure. They'll be able to listen to that audio and go, I am listening to this podcast. Yeah? Right, equipment. Using key bit. People go, oh, equipment. As you can see, we've got some equipment on here. I haven't laid it out. If you do want to have a bit of a hands-on with this equipment in a second, um, I'm going to be downstairs with one of these microphones, these blue microphones set up and ready to go. You'll have to be able to have an interview with me, have a chat with me, and I'm going to record it. I'm going to put it all over the internet, and you'll be famous forever. Okay. So, is what I need to buy going to be expensive? Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily at all. Blue microphone, I'm going to talk specifically about blue microphones today, but blue microphones are very, very, very good quality microphones. And they are built for people who have not the foggiest idea about technical stuff, okay? There is no XLR cables that you have to put in, no shadow power packs that you have to plug in, any of that kind of stuff. There's not, okay? It's just a USB, you plug it into your computer, you speak into the speaky bit, and noise will be emitted, okay? Easy. Um, they're really good. That is basically your basic setup cost for that microphone. It's really easy. You plunk it on your desk. It's very well made. It's very well built. Um, it's 119 quid at the moment. 
uh, on Amazon. It's um, a great startup piece of kit for you to get. You can move upwards at any point. Don't forget, it's not just a case of you want to upgrade your microphone and put that one in the bin. If you ever have guests on your show that you're going to be doing uh, locally and recording locally, you can use that microphone, pull it out, plug it in, and you can record your guests on that one while you use your new one. Um, yeah, so you can use that one. For your studio, obviously you're going to have a studio room, a place where you record with me. That is my home office, okay? Um, but for that studio room, there are a few things that you should take note of. The last thing you want, you'll notice as I'm speaking right now in this loud tone, you can hear the voice come back after, yeah? That echo. You don't want that. It's a really large room. It's all made of hardwood and hard surfaces, okay? I don't want that to happen on my podcast because if I'm recording with a microphone and I'm doing that, the sound from my mouth goes into the microphone, but also the sound that's gone past the microphone, off onto the walls and back into my microphone creates an echoey reverb kind of effect, yeah? I don't want that to happen. You can stop that from happening in your studio just by doing a, first, uh, a few things. First of all, pick a quiet room. That may be difficult in my children, okay? So pick a quiet hour, ideally 3 a.m. <laughs> but pick a quiet, the quietest room that you have. Does that do perfect? Okay, as long as the microphones will do a lot of the heavy lifting for you, okay, but just nothing perfect. Soft furnishings in the room, okay, nothing like this. Uh, hard, hard walls. If you have got hard walls, you can put, um, well, you can put curtains on for a start, that would help, okay. You can put little drape things on, um, just anything soft that will go on the walls that will help reduce that echo, okay, or stop the noise from echoing back from off the walls. Um, carpet usually helps. Because uh, you don't want a hard floor, because that will also echo. Fabric wall hangings, that's what I was talking about, and a quiet laptop or desktop. Okay, that laptop is actually quite loud when it starts to get going. Okay, so I have to move it quite far away from my uh, microphone when I'm recording. Otherwise, I get that fan noise in the background. It sounds like I'm recording in a helicopter. Okay, don't want that to happen. Other than that, without a professional recording studio and Dr. Dre in the other room doing all the sound stuff, okay? You're never gonna get perfection, but the microphone does a lot of the heavy lifting. If you ever wanted to move up, okay? This is this one here, <coughs> which you'll be able to see out the box downstairs. Uh, you can move up to something like that. You can see now this is on an arm, it allows you to easily mobile it around. You can do it stood up, you can do it sat down. It means that if it's not lying flat onto the table when you are banging away on your keyboard or knocking things as you're sort of doing this, and as you can tell, I'm a very active person while I'm talking, throwing my hands around like a squiggly diddly or something, but you'll notice that it won't actually be picked up into the microphone. Okay, so that helps. There's also this little ring which runs around it. Again, that stops the vibration from rubbing up the arm into the microphone and stops that. Software, okay? Audio editing is um, a trick of the trade, I suppose. It's, it's got a knack to it, okay? You're probably going to get quite frustrated with audio editing from the start, okay? Well, at the end of the day, all you really need to do is you record your voice, you top and tail the bits where you swear, <laughs> okay, you take the swear words out, you take the bits where you cough out or you sneeze, um, you take those bits out, uh, and that's it. Sometimes you put the ums and ers in, okay, sometimes people take that out, I don't want that, okay, that's part of how I talk, how I speak, that's part of my personality. People get really uppity about keeping, you know, getting everything, um, that kind of stuff out, I don't bother. Well, that's completely up to you, but you can do that. There's a free tool 
You probably already heard me. It's the free tool Audacity. Audacity is a super, super powerful software. Okay, really super powerful software. It looks when you open it up naff. Okay, it looks like it was built in the 1980s um, by the same people who built Windows 3.1. Okay, it's terrible. Okay, but actually, it's a really powerful bit of kit. I use it for my audio editing. I've never bothered moving it to anything else because I know it, I understand it, I just continue to use it. Okay, it is a nice piece of recording software. You can literally open it up, you hit that big red button in the corner, you speak into the speaking bit of the microphone, and noise will be recorded. Okay, it's simple as that. Let me start editing this down. I would go into the intricacies of editing it all down for you days, okay, but it is super simple. You select a bit, you delete it, you hit delete key, it goes away. Okay, it's as simple as that. Okay. What I advise to you is, is just watch a very quick introduction to Audacity YouTube video. Okay, super easy and quick to do. It'll give you the basics you need to be able to perform, edit your podcast. If you're feeling brave, uh, you can move up to Adobe Audition. <coughs> Adobe Audition is obviously something you all know, but Adobe Audition is a lot, lot more powerful. It gives you a lot. Uh, you can get all these tracks onto Audacity as well. But it's just got that feel to it. It provides a bit of better quality and capacity of recording. It will take you more time to edit on Audacity, presumably, um, but you can move that if you wanted to. It's quite expensive, £49.99 a month uh, on the creative, um, what's it called? It's called creative something. Cloud, thank you. Creative Cloud. Uh, on the Creative Cloud platform, okay, that's how much it'd be. Um, but personally, I just go for uh, Audacity because it's free. Who doesn't like free stuff? Um, just a question about all that. Yes. Can you layer in it so you can put like your, your bedroom music and stuff in Audacity yeah. as well? Yeah. So, as soon, if you click, so obviously that's just recording what is coming through the microphone at the moment in that screenshot. Okay, if you just click File and Import, okay, and Import MP3, it will create a new track for you. It will be under here, okay, and you can squash that down if you're done with that, but it will create a new track. And then if you want to put something else in, you can click File and Import and create that, and you can move it all down and, you know, bounce it up and down, whatever you want to do, okay, it will do that for you. Podcast hosting, okay, real tricky one this, because there are so many podcast hosts. What I mean by podcast host is, um, your audio files, you can put them onto your own website if you so wish, okay? There was a famous wrestling podcast that came out a couple of years ago, where CM Punk, you've heard of CM Punk, CM Punk, who was a big wrestler, left WWE in a big hurrah, okay, and he just went off the grid for a couple of months, okay? And then he turned up one day on Colt Cabana's podcast, Okay, it was there was so much news and storm going around the story about CM Punk leaving WWE. When the podcast went live within 30 seconds, his server just crashed. It actually burned the ground. It melted some of the equipment. Okay, um, so it all went horribly, horribly wrong for him. Okay, if you decide to put your podcast audio files onto your own website, completely up to you. It's called self-hosting. It's completely up to you, but if you get an influx of people going and wanting to listen to your podcast, it will crash and burn to the ground. It won't actually go into flames, okay? But it will crash and burn because if your WordPress site will not quite be built ready, or the server you are providing won't quite be built ready for that, okay? For that amount of um, input to be taken from the server. What another pod, uh, what podcast host also does is generate your RSS feed. I won't go into the reason for the RSS feed. Essentially, an RSS feed is just of all of your episodes, okay, it will be updated once you publish your podcast, okay, as soon as that happens, all of the other, you know, Acast, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, 
they will all be updated automatically because they are reading your RSS feed on a regular basis. That's what the RSS feed is. But they'll generate that for you rather than you having to generate it. You can get someone else to host and generate a feed for you. Um, I wholeheartedly recommend this. I went down this path for a while, okay? Had to cry myself to sleep when everything went horrifically wrong, so I had to move back to uh, hosting with someone else. Fortunately, I had a very lovely uh, company that did it for me. A very new podcast hosting company that's set up here in Manchester um, have very recently started a beta of their podcast hosting system. It is brand spanking new, and it's actually very, very effective. Other podcast hosting companies, if you know, Libsyn, um, uh, Acast, Acast, is that the one I'm thinking of, or is that player? But there are loads and loads of podcast hosting companies. Podcast Co, currently, and I will stress, not a lot of people know this, currently, their hosting is free, because they are in beta. Okay, they are in beta testing mode. I have been told by them that they are very soon going to go onto a paid model, okay? Because they're coming out to beta, it's all working well. Their platform is excellent. It tells you everything you need to know while getting rid of all the crap that the other providers give you that you don't need to know. So I wholeheartedly recommend Podcast Code. Go and sign up now, you'll get it for free for a couple of weeks, you'll be able to try it out. I'm sure they'll still have a trial while uh, they, when they go over to the pay module, uh, the pay platform. But what I do know is when they go over to the pay platform, I have been told it's going to be £15 a month. Now you may go, £15 a month. For that platform, I'd say it's probably worth it. Libsyn do do a £5 a month option, but for that platform, for what you get for it, it's a bit rubbish and it's a bit crap. You don't even see the data that you need to see to be actually made to make reasonable assumptions on how to market your podcast. Okay, that platform robust, very solid. Can't recommend it enough. Getting guests. Uh, someone asked me on the Facebook group about getting guests. Um, so getting guests is really important. I'll tell you why. Guests grow your podcast. Yeah, even if you don't have an interview section in your podcast, guests grow them because you have your followers that listen to your podcast, and then your guest has their followers. And as soon as their followers are told I'm on this podcast, they then you know a certain percentage of them will become new listeners. Okay, so it's really effective means of marketing your podcast. My podcast was largely grown just off having guests on and piggybacking off their followers. That's how largely it was grown in terms of listenership. It's very, very effective. Your guests, depending on your niche, your guests want the exposure. So people have asked me, how do I get guests? Okay, how do I ask them? They don't care about me. Your guests want the exposure. If you're gonna ask Gary V or Terry Crews, okay, today, if they want to appear on your podcast, they will say no. <laughs> Okay, start small, <laughs> okay? I ask people within my business network at the moment, okay? I have um, people who are a little bit more well-known in my digital marketing space, which I am currently in talk to, to get them on my podcast, okay? I start that because I can then go to them. I have so many listeners that you come on my podcast, this many listeners will, will actually hear your interview, and that will be good for you. Start small and grow. Don't start your podcast on the first episode and expect to get George Clooney, okay? Not gonna happen. You do well done, but not gonna happen, okay? 
I get most of my guests through LinkedIn. LinkedIn, if you don't use it, is an absolutely fantastic platform. It is not a resume, I'm sorry, a CV platform anymore. It's not a place where you just go and get a job. It's a place where you build business relationships and you build relationships with people, okay? Most people that are gonna come on your podcast is because they want exposure, so they are going to be on LinkedIn, okay? They are gonna be developing business relationships on there. So go on there, search for them, connect with them, send them a message saying, hey, I have this podcast, I really love everything that you do, it's fantastic, you're so attractive, you're so dumb for that. Okay. <laughs> but I really want you on your podcast, will you please come on? And more than likely they will say yes. It is half an hour, an hour of their time, okay? When I said right at the start about how it's easy to make a system, okay, one of the most, the biggest time sinks that I have in recording a podcast is actually getting a slot for the guests, because guests are a nightmare, okay, they're actually nightmare. Sometimes I'm a nightmare as well when recording that. So what I do, I have this tool called Calendar, okay, it's really cool. I set up a calendar, okay, it, it makes me a page of my calendar, and it will basically allow people, I send people the link, and they go, I say to them, right, go book a slot. You want to come on the show, go book a slot where it's good prepared to record. I basically gray out all the times where I'm not available, I, I'm at work, okay, it's usually evening times, I don't do weekends, that's, for, uh, that's family time, so I don't do that. So I gray out all those, I give them that link and they can only pick the slots which are suitable and acceptable for me, okay? Really handy just to be able to because you can just send that link out to anybody, everybody and everybody, and then go on and book their slot, and that's it. That's it. Recording done. Okay. If you are getting guests, I have this recommendation. Okay. I can probably guarantee that those guests are not going to know about you or your podcast. Ninety percent of them. Okay. They're not going to know. So if you have a particular niche, a particular style, okay. I don't want, for example, I don't want any guests to come on my podcast and be the boring digital marketing guy. Yeah? What you need to do first, yeah, you need to change your page title, you need to change your message. I don't want them to do that. So I send them a brief. I say, look, this is the digital marketing podcast, okay? It is um, a, podca a podcast hosted by myself. It's intended for small businesses and startups, kickstarting their digital marketing campaign. It is a professional podcast, okay? You can swear, it is okay to swear. Okay, you can say whatever you want. I want you to say whatever you want. I want you to push the boundaries a little bit. I want you to say things that you wouldn't say to your boss. Okay, things like that. And I create that brief. It just gives them a little bit of a rounded introduction to what I'm expecting from them. Because if you do it on recording day, they're already, in their head, they're already ready for the boring podcast, which they've expected. Okay, they've already thought through all their answers, they're not going to deviate from that. So I send them that early and tell them, right, get all these things out of your head, you've not listened to my podcast yet, so this is what it's all about. I send them that, and they go, yeah, that's fine, thank you. I give them a couple of rundowns about how it's actually going to be recorded, um, you know, some example questions, any additional notes about that particular show, and they are ready, prepped, and prepared. That's a templated document, I don't change it week on week, except for put it in the title of the episode, and the number, and maybe a couple of example questions. It's done. I've created that system ready for me. You do not have to have a go to your guests, okay, every single time you want to record a podcast, yeah? You don't have to rock up with two microphones in hand, okay? Um, you can do it remotely, and it's best if you do it remotely. First of all, you are reducing your cost in terms of um, commuting, setting all that up, finding a space which you can record, which is acceptable and suitable, do it remotely. At least for the start, 
okay, you're starting out, it just reduces those costs right down. That's a platform called Zencaster. Okay, people go, they use Skype or they use Zoom and stuff like that to record their podcast. I tend to stay away from them and I use this instead. First of all, Skype's an absolute pain if you want to record anything on it. It's not, you have to get additional add-ons and stuff for it. It's a nightmare, okay? Zencaster, I set up a room, okay? I call it the podcast room, okay? They go in there, I send them a link, they log on. They set up all their microphones. It will run a health check on their computer to make sure that everything is going to record appropriately. Okay. So if they've not got some sample rate that's out of whack or they've not got too much echo in the room, it will do that health check for me on their end. So I don't have to go, right, well, you're really echoing on this side. You sound like you're on the water. You sound like a robot, you know, turning the mirror off and on again, that kind of stuff. It does all that for me. And it will send them um, advice and guides on how to check for errors and how to help errors. So it does all that work for you. Also, what it does, it records the audio for the interview locally on both sides. Okay? Why is that important? First of all, you get two tracks. Okay? You're not just getting one track of your interview. Yeah, but both of you talking. You get two tracks of your interview. The side where I am on and the side which my guest is on. And that allows me to very easily, quickly edit stuff um, because I don't have to listen to me talking and maybe over talking to someone else. It allows, it allows me that intricate detail to be able to edit a little bit more effectively. Plus, it's recorded locally on both sides and then I download it after. So, actually, what I'm not getting is a recording of them talking, it going to a server and then it coming to me. What I'm getting is a recording on their side, it's recording on their computer, and then I download it after. So I'm not getting that sort of robot-y recorder sort of noise that you get when you talk on Skype, yeah? When it sounds like people are falling underwater. You don't get that, because that's the server, that's the compression of the audio going through that in real time. Okay, you don't get that, you get the local recording. Right, that's it. Record your first episode. Go and record it, okay? I have a process, it's very, very simple. Arrange the interview, do the brief, send the Zencaster link over, record the interview, edit the interview, record the top of tail. The top of tail is my talky bits on both sides, okay, where I do my introduction and all that. I do the top and tail. I edit the whole podcast, okay, just taking out noises and parts and all that kind of thing, okay, I do all that. I upload it to my host, podcast.co. Uh, I write the show description. Show description is really important because why the hell are people going to listen to it, yeah? It's the first thing they see in the episode. The first thing they say of the podcast, so make sure that show description is enticing. Also, it's an opportunity for you to provide links and um, you know uh, social media links for your guests and things like that. Very important that you get that show description right. You can then go live, put that episode live, and promote it on social media as much as possible. That's the afternoon. It's already live, then promote it on social media as much as possible. Making money. You can make money through podcasting. It is possible. And this is part of the resurgence for podcasting. Can I get sponsorship on uh, sponsorship or adverts? Yes, you can. But you're typically going to need 1,000 to 10,000 episode listens per, uh, per episode. So, okay? so you're typically going to need 1,000 to 10,000. Start getting adverts on your show. I put my advert there, yeah, if I want to. I don't sometimes don't do external adverts, I do my own adverts. Speaking of which, I'm gonna put an advert in the middle of this, okay? 
<laughs> I have a Facebook group, okay? It's called the Punk Digital Marketing Business Network. You can go on there, it's absolutely free, just join up. If you have any problems with digital marketing, you can talk to other people that are in the same boat as you, uh, and you can talk to them about your problems and stuff like that. Easy as that. Anyone have a Patreon? Yeah, Patreon is a massive system at the moment, okay? Um, it basically allows you to start creating content which people will pay for. You've got your core audience of people that listen to the podcast. You can then start creating a secondary podcast that people need to do a subscription for. $2 a month, $4 a month, $6 a month, okay? Something as cheap as that, but you then end up doing the maths. You've got 10 Patreon followers, okay? You start earning quite a bit of money from that just by doing extra podcast episodes that you would already be doing. Okay, Patreon, you should really check it out. That's not Sam's uh, Patreon page, okay? He's a, a wrestling podcaster, he has all these different uh, subscription tiers, he can do videos, he can do an interactive tier where you can go on a Discord and Reddit chat and stuff like that, and that's how he makes his money through his podcast. Uh, you can create those, that subscription content for super fans. I'm gonna stop on this one, okay? The Anchor Conundrum, who's heard of Anchor? Anchor is a very new service, okay, which allows you to very quickly create and record a podcast. I'm going to get to them. Their platform is brilliant, okay. And one issue and one warning to you: if you want to go down that route, okay, if you do want to go down that route, their terms of service are sketchy, okay. Basically, if you read their terms of service, anything you record on that platform is owned by Anchor. You try and make money off your podcast at any point, you're going to get in some serious legal trouble, okay? Because technically that money is owed to Anchor. Be very careful. They say they've solved it, okay? I don't believe them for a second. I think from the wording, they've just turned it around a little bit. So be warned. Additional tools, very, very quickly. If you want to market your podcast, okay, social media is the key way to do it, okay? And you're probably wondering, how do I get audio stuff onto social media? There's this tool called a headliner. It's free to use for up to a certain amount, okay? You can pay for it later on. It just allows you, that's my latest podcast episode I got Bill Patrick on, talk about YouTube advertising. It just allows you to throw up a page, have a little bit of a subtitle, uh, subtitles in the, uh, at the bottom. It's just a little video clip which you can create for your podcast. Okay. Obviously on Facebook it auto plays, on LinkedIn it auto plays, people can see it. I put all my um, stuff at the bottom here so people know where to find it. I put the logo on there and the face of the person that's actually on the episode. Very effective means of getting that podcast onto social media. Another really quick tool, you can receive voice messages from your audience uh, if you want to. It's called SpeakPipe. Okay? You want people to send you audio. Okay, so they've got questions and you say, okay, go onto my website, they'll give you a little embedded piece of code that you can put on your website. Go onto my website and record, uh, record a message for me and it'll drop straight into your inbox. And you can import that straight into your podcast. So it's like you've got a little interview section going on with your listeners, it's really cool. Um, that's me, okay? You can subscribe to, uh, subscribe to my podcast, it's Digital Marketing Podcast. Uh, you can go to my website, digitalmarketing.co.uk forward slash podcast. Um, yeah, thank you very much. You've got to follow me. That's all my information there. Any questions? Very quick questions. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a massive compliment. Oh, <laughs> when you use some media hosting like podcast, <coughs> that automatically distributes it to all these things. Yes, sorry. I did mention that it will distribute them to all the major platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Acast, all your Android One, Google Podcasts, will be able to do that as well. It will just do them. The best thing about Podcast Co is they'll actually get a guy to do that for you because some of them you have to manually go onto the platform and put your RSS feed in. They'll do that for you, okay? They'll do that for free as well, which is really nice of them for your subscription cost. 
So yes, they'll distribute it to all the platforms. Number tip, get on every single platform that you can because people listen on different ones, okay? Podcast Addict on Android, obviously Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify's becoming more and more popular than podcasts at the moment. Get on every single one and don't leave any of them out. And does that podcast code give you the options to which one you want to go on? It does. So you can take them off if you don't want to be on them. Precisely. <laughs> but they just allow it. Okay. Yes. Um, someone mentioned that it might be podcast co actually is a startup like um, a bit like a podcast studio. Do you know anything about that? Podcast co have I should have mentioned this actually. Podcast co have their own studio yeah. um, which you can rent out for a small fee. It, I've been there. It's fully kitted out. It's got loads of microphones. Adobe Audition is there ready for you. They'll have an engineer on hand if you, if you want them to record it for you. Producer, really nice trendy offices and they've got their own little enclosed soundproof room for you to be able to record your podcast in. Really good actually fair bit of kit. Go to podcast.co and you'll be able to see that information. I don't I don't work for podcast.co. <laughs> I know it sounds like I do. I just really like the platform. Um, and I went for a meetup in October with them and they were fantastic. Thank you! Thank you very much. <laughs> So there you have it. That was my session about creating an awesome podcast from the Blog On Conference this year in Manchester. Like I say, really good event. Uh, really sorry about the audio quality on that. It wasn't perfect. This is not up to my usual standard. Um, but unfortunately, technical abilities only allowed me so much. So I thought I'd get away with it. I hope you were able to stick through it um, and listen to it and gain something from it. Um, like I said in the actual session, you know, podcasting is one of those things. It's something which I think draws a connection um, with you and your audience. Rather than being a cold corporate brand, podcasting allows myself, this voice that you hear right now, to be able to almost seep and create a connection into your brain and, and between us. Um, at least that's what I think anyway. Who knows? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, the session. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. As always, I would love to hear your questions, your queries, your feedback about today's show. Um, so don't forget, you can get in contact with me uh, and the Punkcast by emailing us. You can do that at punkcast at digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk or you can connect with me across all social media. Find me on Facebook on facebook.com forward slash digitalmarketingpunk. Also there, you can go and check out my group, the Punk Digital Marketing Business Network. You can find me on Twitter uh, at punk under Digital. You can find me on Instagram at Digital Marketing Punk and you can also connect with me on LinkedIn by searching Digital Marketing Punk. Also, it would be great if you haven't done so already to subscribe to the Digital Marketing Punkcast. And if you really like the show and enjoy it, then please help me out and show your appreciation by giving myself and this show a five-star review on iTunes. It really, really would help. I hope you will also join me on the next episode of the Digital Marketing Podcast. But before I go, one last reminder that coming up, I'm going to be having a podcast all about SEO. And instead of me asking the questions like I normally would, I'm going to be bringing in an SEO expert onto the show 
and I want you to ask the questions, okay? This is your opportunity to ask any SEO-related question that you may have. There is no um, questions that are too silly, too basic, too stupid, if you think that's what they are. There are no holds barred, okay, in this Q&A. Uh, if you have any concerns about SEO and you have any queries and questions, do get them in through the contact details that I provided. Ideally, you email the questions in at punkcast at digitalmarketingpunk.com co.uk um, the more questions I get in the uh, the better the show will be so let's see it's my first Q&A on the digital marketing podcast so I'm very very excited okay I hope you'll join me next time on the digital marketing podcast goodbye